Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Everybody, welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I, of course, am your fearless host, the one and only voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. Hope everyone's doing well today, and you had a nice holiday weekend. The uh, it is now Wednesday afternoon. I know I was supposed to do an episode yesterday, but uh, lost power again. <laughs> Um, and I don't know why they just keep having like different issues with the power over here. It's not like big storms or anything, but I lost power the other day. That really threw things off it, including my sleep. Cause it is just unbelievably hot and humid here right now. And not being able to sleep with like at least a fan on was really messing up my, my sleep here. I have not gotten a good night's sleep and I can't remember how long. I feel a little off now. I I think I'm just a little sleep deprived. I'm kind of achy, not feeling too great, but we're going to power through this bitch today. As you can imagine, the 4th of July, not really a big deal down here in Mexico. So what I ended up doing was just taking a little, little overnight trip to a town up the coast here about an hour away. Although it took me almost two hours to get back because of all the traffic on Monday, but but I had a pretty good time. It was it was nice to sort of just get away for a day and, and explore a new area. I, I really like the 4th of July just, well, for a number of reasons, but just as an American holiday, I really enjoy it. It's one of the things, it's probably one of, if not my favorite, holiday. I mean, who doesn't like to get bombed, barbecue, and blow stuff up, right? And it was always just so fun. In the summertime, I usually had like a baseball game or a doubleheader earlier in the day at a nice stadium or something like that. And I'd go home and we'd be having a party or my my best friend across the street always had a, his parents always threw a great 4th of July party. Lots of great food, lots of fireworks. And when I was eventually old enough to drink, lots of booze. It really is just a great American tradition. I think that, you know, that... I do like Thanksgiving as well, mostly because of the the food aspect. Again, uh, I, for those of you who know me, you might know that I like to cook a little bit, so that that's always fun. And um, and then obviously Christmas is a great time of year as well. Those are probably my top three, not necessarily in that order, but yeah, you know Chicago in the summertime, always just uh, wonderful. And I actually where where I grew up, which was like sort of on this community uh, golf course is par three that was uh, <laughs> not not a very nice golf course but uh, a great place to sort of grow up and and be able to sort of use some of that space to practice sports and things like that and you had a view of the Baha'i temple 
which uh, for those of you familiar with the Baha'i religion, they have one on each continent, I believe. And they're gorgeous temples. If, you, if you're not familiar, you should probably Google it because they are usually very pretty. The grounds are absolutely gorgeous. And I had the, I was lucky enough to have a view of this and the fireworks would come up right over it. And it was a very unique, um, very unique way to sort of celebrate the, the 4th of July. And it, it's always had a, a special place in my heart. I wanted to go back to Chicago for the 4th of July just to sort of touch bases with all my friends and celebrate the holiday, but it just was not in the cards with the, the price of these flights, man. It, it is absolutely ridiculous. They wanted close to $800 round trip to and from Chicago, and they're not even direct flights, and that was uh, just not, not going to happen. I, it was just uh, a little too much for me, so I, you know, you guys know I went to Florida instead saw a, a good friend of mine before he headed back to Chicago. And I do want to talk a little bit about the 4th of July, the Declaration of Independence, and because, you know, over the years, especially as I got more and more into libertarianism, and I became more and more aware of just how much of our liberties we have lost to uh, to government over the, over the last, uh, you know, 100, 150 years or so. It always felt sort of bittersweet each year celebrating our Independence Day when every year the government was bigger and more oppressive than it was the year before. We have less liberties every year than we did the year before. I mean, every time uh, the government passes a law or a piece of legislation, by definition, you are less free. And that's all they seem to do now. That's like the mark of a good politician is to write some legislation and pass more laws. And it, it, it always, you know, struck me as sort of weird that we're, we're celebrating our independence as the, the government's getting bigger and bigger and more oppressive and more expensive. And we started with the smallest government in the world and we had the largest government in the world. And it was far more oppressive than King George ever was. You know, I, I still believe that if the founding fathers had known just how ineffective their documents were going to be in restraining government, I think they might have remained under the rule of King George. I mean, they would have been far freer than they are today, than we are today, you know. But I do like the spirit of the, the holiday and I, I still think that is worth celebrating, you know, when we, we basically gave a, an oppressive government the finger, told them to go fuck off, and came up with this idea, this experiment, in limiting government, in the, the people having natural God-given rights with a government that's sort of like a necessary evil, that the only reason we're having this is to protect these rights so they don't get infringed upon. And as misguided as that turned out to be, I still like the spirit of it. I, I still think it's worth celebrating. Although, you know, <laughs> the um, the last year and a half or so is is really just unbelievable. The, the amount of irony to celebrate Independence Day this day and age when we're coming off of the most tyrannical, oppressive year and a half of of our lives, of any Americans lives, with the exception of, you know, going back to, uh, you know, the slavery times, which obviously, if you've been enslaved, that is 
more oppressive than just being confined to your house and, and not allowed to see your family and things like that. And, th- and that's another issue that sort of casts a shadow on Independence Day and you get all these politicians, especially you know the, the left-wing politicians that want to denigrate all of the uh, accomplishments of America and the Declaration of Independence because, after all, we had slavery, and how could anybody with slavery do anything good ever? What bothers me most about that, I think, is is a few things, right? First of all, the people that are coming out against slavery this day and age have no backbone, no spine, no courage whatsoever, and it's easy. It's absolutely easy to condemn slavery in 2021, in the 21st century. I mean, that takes no courage at all. And these people would not be the abolitionists back in the the days of uh, the abolitionists. They would be the ones that are just going along with the traditions of society. I mean, slavery was around for thousands of years. It's not like America America invented it. Right. So these people who have no original thoughts whatsoever, who have no courage to stand up for what they actually, you know, uh, to take a position that would actually carry some weight and maybe um, get you in trouble or have some repercussions to stand on principle. These are the people that are going to lecture us about how evil America was. And of course, you know, if you talk to these people, they have no understanding of history. They have no concept of um, American history. They have no, they don't seem to have any contact. Like they're not able to put things in historical context. Like America's an evil, oppressive slave, uh, slavery nation, racist slavery nation, right? It's like, okay, compared to what? Right. I mean, yeah, now it's so easy to look back at uh, how barbaric we used to be a couple hundred years ago. You know, I think in maybe a couple hundred years, Americans will look back at the society we have today with all this taxation and regulation and and the way we treat American citizens, throwing them in cages for nonviolent crimes. They'll think of that as barbaric and rightfully so. But the vast majority of people today don't seem to see a problem with that, don't seem to have a problem with the way we organize society, don't seem to see the state for what it is as this immoral institution, because this is the way of the world. I mean, it's always we've always had these governments and this is, you know, we have taxation. It's the price we pay for a civilized society and and all that shit. But eventually, someday we will look back on this and probably not we, but the royal we, you know, people will look back on the way we're organizing society now and think of it as barbaric and morally wrong. You, you don't get to compare 2020 America and the morals of people in the 21st century to society a couple hundred years ago. You got to compare apples to apples, right? So compare America to some other country in 1776. Go ahead and see how we stack up then. I mean, it's not like we went over to Africa and started rounding up all of these free people and bringing them back over. We were, we were, they were already enslaved by other Africans. So um, the the fact that they were sold to um, you know Europeans and colonists and and brought to America, it's like uh, okay, yeah, like that is bad, obviously. But that was also the way of the world back then. So I think a little historical context 
is important here. And believe it or not, although we didn't start the tradition of slavery, the um, the northern states in the in the U.S. were the first ones to abolish it. In the entire world, I believe we were the there were like five or six states, I think, in North in North America that abolished it before anybody else did in the world before you know in the late 1780s, 1790s, something like that. So I do think there is something to be said for that, and you know this idea that the founding fathers, well, they had slaves and. And so, you know, this whole Declaration of Independence, the whole idea of America and individual liberty and limited government and all men are created equal, that's all a bunch of bullshit because they had slaves themselves. And, you know, it is hypocritical uh, on a lot of their parts. I mean, not all the founding fathers had slaves. It was a very small percentage of Americans that had slaves, too. You know, it was the rich guys. But even people like, you know, Thomas Jefferson, while having slaves came like in the original drafts of these of these founding documents came out against slavery but the 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 problem was that it was just it was a no-go it was dead on arrival with the southern states the southern states were obviously the where the most slaves were and they were the most gung-ho about protecting the tradition of slavery and so while i you know while i wish that we never had slavery in this country and that the founding fathers were completely perfect individuals with no uh, no flaws no slaves and everything like that i i don't know if you want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and let perfection be the enemy of the good because eventually, the founding principles that uh, America sort of pioneered changed the world. And now everybody, or at least for a time, everybody enjoyed a lot of those protections and those freedoms from those documents. And it's, you know, it kind of reminds me of sort of um, the, the struggles that um, anarcho-capitalists face or libertarians face, the, you know, these pure libertarians who want no state at all right because the the state is evil it is immoral any aspect of it whatsoever is wrong it's absolutely wrong but you know think of you know if you're trying to accomplish what the founding fathers accomplished how how would you go about doing that right it's not like you know the um the idea of ancapistan from where you are today is probably close to as as foreign an idea uh, from what they were trying to accomplish back then, that this idea that we are not subjects to uh, an all powerful king or some you know royal family or deity or something like that, that we are free people and the government does not control us and we are not subjects. We have individual liberty and we have all these inalienable rights. I I mean that that was a pretty foreign concept at the time. So if if we're trying to achieve our ideal society with no state whatsoever it's like are you gonna go after that and only that and if if they refuse let's say like the last holdout was like we have to have um you know like a police force funded through taxation but they'll get rid of all of the other aspects of the state would you take that even though taxation is immoral or would you say it's all or nothing because uh, all or nothing is not really going to get you to to where you want to be. You know, I, I've always been of the, the mindset that, you know, if it brings us closer to our goal, if it brings us closer to liberty and, and freedom, then we should take that ground. You know, take the win and work toward that ultimate goal. 
And I do think on some level that was present in the minds of the founding fathers at the time. And it's backed up by some of the initial drafts of the the, the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and where, where people like Thomas Jefferson came out with very harsh words about uh, slavery. But it was just – it was not going to work at that time. Like the South was not ready for that at that time. Um, so you, you, you kind of – you give ground where you have to in order to put yourself in a better position, lay the foundation for ultimately one day these values being being enjoyed by everybody in society. Anyway, so yeah, I, I think it's – it, it it's slightly unfair to compare the the traditions of America and and the founding of the nation to today's moral society where slavery is obviously uh, recognized as the the awful institution that it was. But you know, at the time back then, this is the way the world was for thousands of years. So you have to really you know, you have to keep some historical context here. You know, were the were the founding fathers perfect? Was the founding of America and the Declaration was that all perfection? Of of course not. Do I wish they would have uh, not never had slaves? Absolutely. Uh, there's nothing more immoral than enslaving another person. But I do think that they laid the foundation for uh, freedom to take over the not only just the country but uh, you know the rest of the world. And there is something to be said for that. So this idea that we can't celebrate this because not everybody in America was free in 1776 is, I, I think, a little misguided. The other thing that bothers me about the Independence Day is how it's become this, like, you know, we're, we're celebrating our, our independence from an oppressive, tyrannical government overseas but it's being celebrated by an oppressive, tyrannical government right here on our shores. And it's weird. You know, it's become this weird thing where it's like the the state has sort of co-opted it. We're not it's not it's no longer about the the values that are written in the Declaration of Independence, which which is a great, you know, a great read for anybody that hasn't read it. But like those ideas are, are completely lost on today's government. Like nobody working in today's government, with the exception of maybe like a Thomas Massey and a Rand Paul, actually really believes in in how this country was was founded, the the, the principles of America. Because how do you celebrate the Declaration of Independence? under this umbrella of what the government has come, become today. It's like impossible because the second that you realize um, that the founding principles that we were, that the that Declaration of Independence was based on and, and the Constitution and, and all of our founding documents, how do you celebrate that while simultaneously turning a blind eye to the government that we have today? And they've, they've somehow managed to get Americans to celebrate the the largest most oppressive government ever imaginable um we should really we should really be mourning the the loss of all of our liberties on uh, on independence day if we're being honest with ourselves i mean yes it's nice to celebrate the the ideas and the founding principles of america but man look around today and it's just none of that really exists anymore especially after the whole covid thing so how do you how do you celebrate that? How do you celebrate? How does it at least not become bittersweet, right? Because look at how much freedom we used to have compared to what we have today. Anyway, I, I don't like the fact that somehow the government has been able to co-opt this holiday and make it 
sort of about the government and not about America. I don't like to conflate those two things. I think uh, America and our government are there. There's an ocean between what the government we have now and what America was supposed to be. And I, I like the idea of America, but fuck the government. <laughs> and um, I, I don't know what else to say. I guess those are my um, my thoughts. I, I you know I've talked about this before on every you know, 4th of July or right around that time. So if you haven't gone back and listened to those episodes, maybe that's something you'd like to do. Anyway, let's, uh, let's take a quick second here and pay a couple bills and thank our other sponsor for today's show. And that is Zipix Toothpicks, guys. Have you ever had a nicotine craving, all of you smokers out there, and you're just not in a place where you can light up? Maybe you're indoors, maybe you're in front of a girl you don't want to, um, you know, turn off or you're trying to impress. Maybe it's cold outside, although this time of year, very few places are actually too cold to be smoking in. But that's where Zipix Toothpicks comes in. And these they have flavored nicotine-infused toothpicks that can help curb those nicotine cravings without the, the need for smoking or chomping on some gum or anything like that. You can just pop these toothpicks in your mouth, suck on them, chew on them. You get that oral fixation taken care of, but there's no bad smell, there's no yellow teeth, and they're cheaper than all of the other over-the-counter alternatives. And they have a bunch of different flavors, you know. Um, so go check them out. I believe they have six different flavors right now. And if you, even if you're not a smoker, maybe you're a coffee drinker, and you're not at the at a point where you can drink coffee. They do have a vitamin B12 and caffeine infused toothpick as well. So go to Zipix Toothpicks. That's Z as in zebra. I P P I X toothpicks.com use my promo code fiction so they know i sent you and you will get 10 percent off your order zipix toothpicks.com promo code fiction all right so i i think i know of at least one other person that wasn't really in the mood to celebrate the american independence day and this idea of limited government and freedoms and liberties because if you are tucker carlson you have had the these state agents been have been turned against you and what could be less american than having this national security agency spying on all of its own citizens right and this is another you know another sort of uh, how do you square that circle with american independence and the declaration of independence when we have the the largest spying apparatus that the world has ever seen and these things are being used to they're being used against all of the uh, american people i mean we, we spy on all, everybody but if you're a, a dissident voice now if you have the the number one cable news show which i think he still does i don't know um and, and you are questioning the government and questioning the the narrative that the the tyrannical government is putting forth well they're going to turn the the nsa on you they've got all your emails they've got your text messages and they're going to leak them to journalists to try to discredit you to try to get your show taken off of the air because oh no no we can't question the government we can't go against what our wise overlords in washington say you just need to fall in line citizen nod your head go with the flow does that sound very american to you does that sound like something 
the the founding of our nation was built upon that the founding fathers would uh you know the the second they sort of uh said yeah you know we don't want to be to be ruled by king george across the pond that they would just bend the knee and bend over when the when the redcoats come into town but this is this is super creepy because you know and it goes back to the whole we used to talk about this with donald trump when the the nsa and the fbi were fucking with him right like if they can do that to the sitting president, chant the leader of the free world. What chance do you have uh, to to survive in, in this sort of environment? And if they can do, you know, Tucker Carlson's a pretty powerful guy. Um, he's very popular. He's got, you know, he's very rich. He's, uh, you know, and they can come after him. Um, they can they can take his emails. They can leak them to journalists. This is what happens when you you give the government an inch. And every time you give them a, a power or some sort of uh, legislative ability, anything like that, you have to envision it being used against you because it inevitably will be used against you. They, it, it, the second you go against what Washington wants, they can turn all of these apparatuses that we've been using to fight this so-called war on terror. Well, that can just as easily be turned around on you. And and the the right wing is getting a big dose of that these days. And you know, we still have all of those um that I have another uh headline here, the January 6 detainees are are being confined like solitary confinement for 23 hours a day. That's um that's what a a little um trespassing on government property will get you. It'll get you thrown in a cage, in a the black, you know, uh, you know, a couple. What's it been like six months now in the hole? Um, I don't know how quickly they rounded them all up, but uh, <laughs> man, to talk to all of these people that are in prison, that are um, in solitary confinement, that are you know, have been in a cage for the last 10, 15, 20 years for owning a plant or some other nonviolent crime. Talk to them about uh, freedom and liberty. And uh, the, the great nation of America. I mean, that's what we should be most upset about is how far we have strayed from those founding principles. Not the, you know, not the environment, the, the world that we, the moral world that they lived in when they put forth those principles. But the fact that we actually achieved everything that we wanted to achieve and then it was all thrown away. Uh, slowly but surely, they chipped away at every single one of those freedoms, and and this is the world we live in today. Uh, uh, basically, a police state, where if if you don't do, if you come out against the government, they can they can ruin your life very very easily. And it's scary. I mean, it, it it's very scary to think just how much power they have over you, how how much they they know about all of all of the American citizens and just how easy it is for them to demonize you, lock you up and throw away the key for having dared gone against the the government narrative. And and all of these people celebrating Independence Day who um, who are walking in lockstep with what our federal government has become who have been on board with these lockdowns and the COVID hysteria and the NSA and the longest running wars in America, all of that stuff. You really need to take a long, hard look in the mirror and think about what it means to be an American, what it's supposed to mean, what our founding principles are. And when you do that, you're going to have a, a, a much harder time enjoying the 4th of July because 
while it is um, an, import, an important day to remember all of the, the founding principles and what made this country eventually great, at the same time, you get to, you get to realize, it, you can't help but realize how far we have strayed and, and just how, how hard it is going to be to get back to where we were. You know, and that and that's why I I I say as like an ANCAP, there's no panacea, there's no silver bullet, there's no like um, all or nothing mentality here. We have to take any little victory that we can get that brings us closer to those those founding values and farther away from what we've been experiencing from the government the last year and a half. And on top of that, I mean, we have more people completely dependent on the government than ever before. We have more people just sitting at home waiting for the government to give them money. We have more people working for the government than ever before. I mean, the idea that we are we have independence and that, you know this rugged individualism—it's so far gone now, and it's just—it's really sad. Look at what they've done to the American spirit. Look at how the government has just killed the the spirit that made this country great. And, and now we just have people not only just sitting around completely dependent on the government, but expecting things, expecting things from the government, expecting the government to give them stuff. And it's like they feel entitled to it for, for no reason other than they've just been promised this stuff by these uh, lying scumbag politicians. It's very unfortunate. And also on that note, speaking of the land and the of the free and the home of the brave and um, individual liberty, the Biden administration is organizing a door-to-door campaign to encourage unvaccinated Americans to take the jab after failing to achieve their July 4th vaccination targets. This article is on Zero Hedge while laying out the Biden administration's plan to boost vaccines. White House spokeswoman Jen Psaki said they would focus on targeted community door-to-door outreach to get Americans vaccinated by ensuring they get the information they need on how both safe and accessible the vaccine is. So they've got a list, apparently, of of people that that they need to go door-to-door and coerce into injecting yourself with something. Earlier in the day, Biden spoke from the White House after failing to reach his goal of partially vaccinating at least 70% of the American adults by Independence Day. He said, quote, we need to go community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and oft times door to door, literally knocking on doors to get people vaccinated. Hmm. Well, um, I hope there's video of Americans telling these government agents going door to door trying to inject them with something to go fuck themselves. I would really like to see Americans finally put their foot down. You, you don't get coerced by the government going door to door. My God, is that creepy? I mean, think back to like any sort of dystopian movie you've seen where the the, the big scary government agents are all like you know dressed in black clad black uh like army outfits or something like going door to door rounding people up making sure you get this or that and making sure you you know take your pill if you if you ever seen that um that movie equilibrium it reminds me of that where they 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 force um everybody has to take this medication that basically numbs all of your senses so you don't feel anything 
So you can just become these like robot agents of the state. And if you go off that medication, man, they will be knocking down your door, armed to the teeth, prepared to kill you, throw you in a cage, whatever, uh, until you take your, you start uh, agree to take your medication again. Once again, when you look at that, these statements like made on fucking Independence Day or shortly there, maybe the day after. I don't know. It's like whenever within a day or two of Americans celebrating its independence from an oppressive government, you have the president of the United States and his uh, spokes lady talking about how they're going to go door to door and, you know, just convince you of how safe the vaccine is and 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 maybe nudge you in the right direction you know yeah they're gonna nudge you in the right direction like tony soprano nudges all of his his people in the right direction when he goes door to door getting his protection uh collecting making his rounds for you know for the week or whatever and that's what this is this is the federal mafia they are they are uh, a big gang of abusive sociopaths that that are going to push you around, and that is just so far from what we, uh, our government's supposed to be doing. Remember what the idea that of America was supposed to be, and the role of government was supposed to be, which is why it's absolutely ridiculous that any of these politicians get to sort of celebrate uh, Independence Day. They have completely perverted the idea of America, of the role of government in our lives. Like, it does not exist to provide you with vaccines, to make sure you're getting vaccinated, to provide you with X, Y, and Z, with goods and services and money and stimulus checks and regulating the economy and, and doing all of this stuff. None of that uh, the government's supposed to be doing. Absolutely none of it. So see the state for what it is, recognize how far we've strayed from those founding principles, start thinking of ways that we could sort of try to turn this ship around and get back to where we were, where every American of all creeds and colors and everything like that enjoyed the, the most freedom of anybody ever to walk the face of the earth. And with that freedom came great prosperity, great pros prosperity for everyone of all all shapes and sizes and colors and now you look around and all of this prosperity is being funneled to Washington the richest you know counties are all in and outside right outside of DC these these people are parasites they are leeches their whole lives are exploitative they have been living off of other people essentially enslaving the american people uh, for for all of everything that they have, I mean, they they talk about the evils of slavery, but they're they're paying themselves off of 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 enslaving you for the first four months of the year, every year in perpetuity, and then they take even more than that. And I've gone over all the taxes and shit that we pay. But if you've ever um, heard of Robert Nozick or, or read his um or read his book Anarchy, State, and Utopia, where he has this uh. This one part uh, entitled Tale of the Slave. I highly suggest you go check that out because it really does put things in perspective. It's like, yes, you know, uh, we're no longer enslaving people physically, keeping them on a plantation and whipping them and forcing them to pick cotton. But you do have to kick up 30, 40, 50 percent of what you earn 
to uh, to your slave owners. It's, it's just your slave owners now are not individuals in society. They're not just private citizens. It's the federal government. And if, you know, 100% taxation, if they took everything from, from your work, right? If you got nothing after working all day and you, you were forced to work and then they took everything from you, that's uh, slavery. At what point, and this is what he gets at in Tale of the Slave, at what point does it not become slavery? You know, just because they give us a few days off a, a week and we don't, you know, we can go work wherever we want. Remember, anywhere, if you go anywhere in the world, you owe the U.S. government. You owe y your slave masters a portion of your income, a portion of what you've made. And just because they put a couple of people up on stage, a couple of, you know, two or three different slave masters to choose from, and you get to cast a ballot onto who your master is... Uh, that doesn't change the nature of the relationship. It doesn't make you free just because you get to vote for who enslaves you. And if you know taking everything from you is 100% slavery, what is taking 40%? <laughs> I mean, really. And we're letting them control us. You know, they're they're controlling the host. They are nothing without the cooperation of the American people. So let's just stop cooperating. And there are peaceful ways of doing that. Um, that the secession comes to mind. Something, right? I mean, we, we can't just keep letting them push us in this direction. So when they come door to door, politely tell them to go fuck themselves and close the door in their face. So anyway, I'm going to wrap there. I don't know if this is maybe a, kind of a shorter episode, but um, just a couple of things I had on my mind over this holiday weekend. And like I said, I do like the idea of, of celebrating uh, America's independence and the idea of America, but we really need to separate it from what uh, from America from the government, the American people from the government and from the state. And th that's a, a common mistake that we do all over the world. The Chinese people are not the same as the Chinese government. Um, it's the state versus the people. Never forget that. And the idea of America is in a stark contradiction to what our government has become. And I wish there was more talk about that on Independence Day than just, you know, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance and the, the Stars and Stripes and the Star Spangled Banner and all of that, all of that stuff. Anyway, I'm going to wrap there for today, guys. Do me a favor. If you liked what you heard today, share the show with somebody that you know. And please check out our YouTube channel. I know we've been getting s some more traffic on there, but we got to get those numbers up because they're going to pull, like, they continue to pull down videos where I'm giving you, you know, fake news or misinformation or something like that. And so we need to get it up. Uh, we need to get our numbers up there so that we can always have those um, clips available on our Discord server or something like that. I don't know. Justin knows how all that stuff works. But he puts a lot of work into it, and it would be really nice if you guys could reward him. And go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, and, and you know, find some clips that you like and share those. If, if sharing a whole 45-minute or an hour-long episode is too much, I mean, most people already have their... You know, there are five or six podcasts they listen to, and maybe they don't have time to listen to a whole new podcast. Give them a clip, you know, give them a little taste in a, in a moose bouche Wet that appetite. And I, I think once they hear some of the, the clips that Justin's been putting out, they will be hooked forever. And then we can get our numbers up and we can start moving America closer toward liberty 
and farther and farther away from whatever the hell America has become now. And if you guys can do all that for me, I will be back on Friday with a brand new episode for you. And don't forget we have our Friday night happy hour. We will be going at 6.30 Central Standard Time. And if you want to become part of that group, uh, just go to peddlingfictionpodcast.com and set up a recurring monthly donation. And I will make sure that you get an invite to that and you can throw back a few and celebrate a nice little Friday evening with some awesome libertarian fans of this show. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.